Welcome to episode 13. We're doing a back-to-back uh, year-end review special. Um, uh, this time we've got uh, we've got respected journalist Aditya Devrat anchoring again. Um, are we still calling you Jonty? Yeah, we are. Yeah. We are calling you Jonty. It's late. Believe in five minutes. <laughs> it has. And, and <clears throat> SP wants a new introduction this time because he is the dental Premier League's best batsman. Yeah, I want to be called award-winning club cricketer, bro. Now I actually want an yes, award. Yes, award-winning club cricketer. Um, yeah, so that's us. We've got. Uh, we're just going to zoom through 2018. Um, so each of us has, has picked a biggest story of the year. Obviously, it's been action-packed. You know, there've been retirements, there've been controversies, there've been uh, <clears throat> lots of talk about balls and mouths and um, stupid runouts, <laughs> Star- uh, things being thrown into underpants, supporters. Yeah. So look. We we all agree that every year these days the biggest story is Virat Kohli, but we're not going to talk about it. Fair enough. So, with that in mind, um, SP, to you first, your biggest story of the year. Well, um, <clears throat> I have to actually go, not with the one everybody's thinking of, because... It's gonna because they made you change it. Also that. <laughs> but because it is going to crop up at some point or the other, but in, as a corollary to that, um, the new Australian TV deal. Um, Fox and Channel 7 sharing and this is a really historic TV deal because it's the first time in 40 years that a network other than Channel 9 has broadcast uh, TV and uh, has broadcast cricket in Australia um, of course the details of it was Australia, Cricket Australia were going to earn a hell of a lot more money than anything that Channel 9 was offering them and it also included what Cricket Australia wanted to sell most which was the Big Bash Ironically, not international cricket, which is what Channel 9 were interested in. Channel 9 only wanted international cricket. They wanted nothing to do with uh, the Big Bash League. And <clears throat> basically, um, Keep talking. They, the so Cricket Australia then decided that as a sort of compromise on their free-to-air uh, cricket... Um, so the compromise, of course, is on their free-to-air uh, viewing, um, which they have limited uh, limited number of games on Channel 7 which is separate to the amount of stuff that's on Fox, which is the pay network. It's, it's not become like the English TV deal where most of it is on, well, almost all of it is on Sky, which is behind the paywall. But uh, it's historic in the sense that the Channel 9 team, which for 40 years had survived, Richie Benno, Greg Chappell, Ian Chappell, Tony Gregg, Bill Laurie, uh, and the number of ex-internationals, Mark Nicholas even, all of that gone in the blink of an eye. Everything that you knew about the voices of Australian yeah. cricket and the culture and the history behind that for 40 years, you know, and from World Series cricket onwards, I mean, Channel 9 covering international cricket was basically because of World Series cricket and everything that Kerry Packer did during World Series cricket. And you've kind of lost that legacy now with this change. We don't know whether it's good or bad, but it's huge because it's... I mean, I haven't liked Fox Cricket's coverage of this series so far. I mean, neither have I. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, you can't have people saying racist things on air. Uh, not that Tony Gregg was much better back in the day. But he genuinely had a love for the game that I don't see Kerry O'Keefe having. I mean, I'm pretty sure he loves the game. I, I don't know, like, how you're making... You've come Kerry to that conclusion. Yeah. But well, okay, maybe not the love for the game, but, you know, a sort of understanding of different cultures which Tony Gregg somehow managed to have. Tony not, Gregg just... You know, once he was made to grovel, I think he yeah. discovered it. He discovered it and his, you know, true love for for different cultures. I mean, he was 
well loved everywhere he went. Karaoke's yeah. first appearance on international TV, and he's made to look like a complete idiot. Yeah, but um, I think it's just—I <clears throat> mean, obviously, I'm not defending him, but I think he just had like a really bad sense of humor. I'm—I'm I'm not saying Tony Gregg or someone didn't hold those opinions, but I think this guy was more willing to express them. But the—that's th- why this is such a huge deal because it's Channel Nine. It, they yeah, basically yeah. invented broadcasting. Yeah, um, that's completely true. They kind of—they changed the way from. What when they started, there was only one camera at yeah. one end of the ground. They put, they basically increased the number of cameras. You know, the third umpire calls up basically because of the inventions that Channel Nine went through to try and broadcast cricket as best they could. Yeah, and that's why when you take away that legacy and that of the people that used to work there, you know, that's that's big. That's that's something unheard yeah. of. No, when when you think, I mean, Australia cricket, you just Channel 9 and Australian cricket was synonymous with each other. Exactly, exactly. And for the first time, and and you hear it, the sound of the Australian summer has changed. It's not Bill Laurie and Mark Taylor and Michael Slater anymore, or even Ian Healy falling off a a Segway. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's Adam Gilchrist, it's Shane Warne, it's Kerry O'Keefe, it's Isa Guha, all of those people. But I think think it coincides with... Australian cricket's downfall, doesn't it? I think that makes it slightly worse. And it's a bit but, symbolic of, of yeah, yeah, the sort of cultural change that, that went yeah. through Australian cricket but, at the time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that Isagua or Adam Gilchrist are that bad. No, I'm but, not saying that bad. But I think it'll, just, it'll be a it's while before different. people it's get used different. to it. It's just yeah. different. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's a bad change. I don't agree to a lot of the things that Fox do on their broadcast, but what I do love is the stump mics. I thought that was a fabulous new idea. To turn it up, yeah, you know, you wouldn't have heard anything about Tim Payne and and, and no, anything that Tim Payne had said otherwise. It's, yeah, it's yeah, interesting because if I remember correctly, um, uh, it was Australia who wanted stump mics turned down, down in South Africa, exactly. and now that's now we just love hearing Payne and Punt talk. But everyone always loves stump mics. Yeah, I but think the, it's just the players that did because I think they knew what. Even what even now, I believe the Australian yeah. Cricketers Association isn't happy about it. Yeah. Um, but but a different that's a different that's point a different point altogether. And coming back to the main point, I just want to summarize and round up here. Yeah, um, is it's just that is that's the main sort of you know the tradition of Channel Nine and that tradition of that kind of legacy that they had gone. Yeah, yeah. That's a test match special, not covering Indian games, which exactly. they're not anymore. Which they're not anymore. Yeah, but like it's like that. But it's, it's away that. games. At least. The, the yeah. only the only thing is that it's test match special was maybe. 20 years for most of England's home games? Or yeah. 40 years for most of England's home games? Channel 9 was everything. Channel 9 was everything. Yeah. Yeah, but... That's yeah. that's where it's gone. Yeah. But at least... And also, that basically, that, hap- that happened like... That's already happened <clears throat> like 10 years ago, right? 13 years ago, I think it was. Yeah. And whereas this is now. and This, this is, is now, exactly. Yeah. Moving on. But w- one positive from the Fox Cricket thing. Have you seen the graphic where they, they show the field, the fielding placements? I do that, like that. That is actually the I best do like thing that I've seen. That is like, quite good. Like yeah. I don't know why people haven't done that before, but I just thought, you know, yeah, credit yeah. where credit's due. Yeah. All right. So, Channel 9 losing Australia's cricket rights. That's one of our big stories. Um, John T, it's over to you. Oh, I thought we would continue with yours because it's like more closely related. No, I think mine is the biggest uh, one. For mine, place. because again, I was also asked to change because obviously all of us had the same biggest moment um, in 2018. Is uh, AB de Villiers retiring? Yeah, I think just different... I thought we'd take five minutes at the end of the year yeah. to remember. There's just a, there've been some big retirements yeah. this year. There's been a, a cricketing great. R. P. Singh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, of course, Alistair Cook, but yeah. AB. Yeah, Alistair Cook. But uh, A.B. de Villiers, a class batsman, I think he just wants to focus on um, franchise cricket. And yeah. good on him. I, he'll, he'll make the money without having to deal with the pressure. Do you think that's it? Like, I wanted him to be at the 19 World Cup, but do you think he's just like, I don't yeah. want to deal with that? Yeah, I think I think the last <laughs> one hurt him. I'm sure it did. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. But I also feel that A.B. de Villiers is uh, much like the tradition one with Channel 9. A.B. de Villiers is a... His retirement is sort of emblematic of the times. Um, wherein... Yeah, it, this was usually a West Indian thing, right? It's, like, yeah, it's, it's a West Indian thing almost in a way where you, you don't want to play international cricket. You'd rather play franchise cricket. Yeah. Um, and you can earn your money. The same amount of money, even more playing franchise cricket rather than yeah. having to, you know, do go through the international slog. Not earn the same amount in South and Africa. And spend like months and, away from your yeah, family. Yeah, and spend months away from your family. Well, I mean, look, even, even franchise cricket, you know, if he if he does the full circuit, he's going to be in the Caribbean, he's going to be in Bangladesh, he's going to be in Pakistan. I mean, UAE. Slash but they're, all, like, very short yeah. they're all right? short periods, Other than right? the IPL, which is a month long. Yeah, well, Big Bash is about a month. But has he ever played in the Big Bash? No, yeah, I don't think he has. So that's but like that's the other other leagues where they're probably like two three weeks or two weeks. PSL is like three weeks. Yeah, so I um, think so. The CPL for that for that amount of money, I think he can forget his family for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no like long. I'm gone for like the entire yeah. month and a half. So I'm gone for like two four months. months to this. Yeah, because you're doing like yes, ODIs, T20s yeah. all together. Sure. Yeah. So that's. I mean, maybe the but do you, look. I, I mean, do you think he's sort of. Because you said that he's doing it, or you feel that he's doing it because, sir, he doesn't want to deal with the pressure. You think I mean, sort no, of a... it's just easier for him. Like, it's easier on his body. Just sure. have to deal with a lot of the things that come with playing for your country. <clears throat> Do you, I you mean, mean, no. you mean the one thing that always comes when you play for South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I like, obviously, like, yes, De Villiers was no doubt heartbroken by 2015, you know, the selection issue, and of course, then just losing the, the semi final the way it happened. Um, but you would feel like winning a World Cup would have been one of his dreams, right? So do you no, feel but, like I, but I, I think what also plays into how old is he? Thirty five, thirty four. Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah, so yeah. I think he must know what his body feels like right now, and he probably I'm sure, thinks yeah, yeah. he probably thinks that you know what I've got three years left, four years left at the top level. I can maximize my earning potential for the next four years. Make sure my family's doing all right. I think stuff like that. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, yeah, I'm but maybe I'm saying. Anyway. Like, I'm just thinking. What if he'd taken the same decision a year later, after one more World Cup? I don't know. I think that he, in his like, post-retirement interview, he said that it was just easier for him to play like these games. Like, yeah, play franchise yeah. because it's just easier for him now. Yeah, he didn't probably. think his body could deal with all of that. And that's completely... I mean, he, was essentially, he was the, most, the main attraction for you know, South Africa's first ever yeah. franchise T20 league, which, is, which was good to see. But... And, you know, again, it, it's like I said I, uh, earlier as well, it's, he's going to be now, he's sort of, much like the West Indians have done, this could be the sort of blueprint going yeah. forward. People have but followed this. I way. think before this discussion derails into that, it already has, but I think we should just take a moment to how good he actually How many was. minutes of silence do you want for his career? Let us, tell us. This entire year. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, guys, <laughs> 2019 is, apparently the pod is done for the year. Because, yeah, because, uh, yeah, because yeah, A.B. De Villiers retired. Yeah, but he, he was, he was, He's uh, yeah. Once Something in a else. generation, kind, of, once in a lifetime kind of cricketer. And good at everything. Yeah. yeah. Even, it just didn't seem like he'd be good at test cricket. But he, just but he was. was. But he was. He was like, a great test cricket. He could do everything. He could attack, he could defend, he could play 360. 
he could Jeez. destroy attacks when he wanted to um he yeah, could that, keep he could the, field the two blockathons one in uh, one in india one in australia the, i mean for everything that you say about de villiers though, like those are the things i don't expect him to be able to do and the fact that he could do it twice was crazy absolutely amazing player absolutely amazing and that insane 100 against the west indies the fastest ever in one day how do you hit 130 balls that's crazy isn't it balls? 31 deliveries yeah i thought i thought Yeah, but also, what is his final score? Like innings, one hundred and fifty-three of like fifty five. Yeah, that's yeah. a ridiculous. That I mean, that whole points. thing is completely. Yeah. If, if crazy. I wanted to introduce cricket to someone and I I could only show them one video, it'd probably be that innings. <laughs> well, don't you think? Because it's just that everything. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, what an amazing player! What an amazing talent! Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> well. You're gonna still see him in fantasy yeah, cricket. Yeah, we'll, we'll see him in the IPL for at least the next two, three years at least. So yeah, let's yeah. let's save that while yeah. he's alive. Yep. Um, speaking of events that happened in South Africa this year, <laughs> um, that is that's very good. I'm so impressed. Well said. Segue nicely <laughs> into that one. The the biggest story, biggest story of the of the year in cricket this uh, was um, uh, started off very innocuously with. With uh, an Australian batsman reaching into his pants, and um, we and why through this through this being caught on video, we discovered that Cameron Bancroft had had been applying sandpaper to the ball, uh, decided cricket ball to, to the cricket ball, not to just his, <laughs> not to his balls. Um, uh, it came out that David Warner had asked him to, and then you know now he's saying, "Well, I'll get there. I'll get to the yeah, to." I- What he and Smith are saying. Let's, let's deal with what happened and the fallout. Yeah, so you had this, you had you know sandpaper being used on the ball. You know, one you, ICC match regulations, one match ban for ball tampering that happened to um, Smith, Stephen Smith as the captain, David Warner as the instigator, and Cameron Bancroft as the guy who actually did it. I, I think what I find it, what I found interesting then is that like we've had ball tampering incidents, incidents all throughout, right? Like Faf Du Plessis done it twice. Um, you know. Pakistan have been accused. I don't think uh, Shahid Afridi has actually bitten a ball. So you know, <laughs> only Shahid Afridi can eat a cricket ball. <laughs> Animal. Sachin Tendulkar has been banned for match tam- for ma- match tampering. Sorry, ball tampering. Ball tampering. Match tampering. Match tampering. You, you would have been lynched. Like, yeah, if you, if this went out. Like I think we'll have to edit that. I'm going to edit that. No, no. <laughs> Both you get like ships in up people outside your house. But for, I think ball tampering. So it's like so every That's like fine. it's ball tampering has happened, right? It's it's been a part of cricket in a way. Um, but the reaction here with Australia, it just like set off a chain reaction about you know like what's wrong with our cricket culture? We never we've always played hard but fair. We've never crossed the line. The line. Yeah, we've never that that mythical line, and apparently this was with- where they. Drew it. It's weird because for for most other countries, this is like obviously no one's you know there's no stain on Sachin's legacy because of his one match ban you know twenty years ago. But because it's Australia and they've got such like so much of their pride is connected to cricket. Uh, the other thing I, I I think that you take from instances of ball tampering in the last couple of years and the one that you're referring to about Sachin and the difference between that and this one, it's just more blatant. No, it's not more blatant. It's the fact that Faf Duplessis, whenever he was caught, had a mint in his mouth. Okay, yeah. he wasn't applying sandpaper on a cricket ball. That's what I mean. Sachin Tendulkar, Sachin Tendulkar, when he was p- ball tampering, was picking the seam. He wasn't applying sandpaper on a cricket ball. Uh, who was the other one? Dinesh Chandimal. There was a big fracas in the West Indian series. Yeah. Um, where they, I think, lost a session. Yeah. 
he wasn't applying anything to a cricket ball. Shaheed Afridi didn't Shai get Afridi, an extra set of teeth. He didn't get it. Well, I mean, <laughs> that was the most bizarre one. But this no, is the is other a... form of the, the problem with this is that it's not you're not trying to gain an unfair advantage by a sort of ten percent kind of mean. This is you're a going hun- all out. You're going all out. It's so blatant and it's blatant cheating. And that I think is what the essence of this problem is. But isn't isn't having mints in your mouth? And I think mints. Is, in the, I think mints in your mouth. That's also it's, cheating. It is, it it is, is against also the rules. The same but I think level. it's one of those ways where you're like you're trying to push think, the boundaries of the rules. I think this is like you know area of having mints in your mouth, having gum in your mouth. Whatever yeah, but then is. I mean, uh, you can eat whatever you want on the cricket pitch. But, that's the thing. But to the, use those, it, to use any gray. external substance is, Pick, is no, essentially the same level. Some things are some things are gray areas. So it's like picking at the seam isn't. Um, biting is, yeah. but like, but this is this is way over the line, right? Like How is it different from the mint thing? I look. I mean, I I, I, I completely uh, think this is cheating, but it's not much different from the mint thing. I'll tell you why. Normally, when you try and adjust a cricket ball, you adjust the shiny side of it. You try and fiddle around with the shiny side of it, the part of it that you can control. These guys are applying sandpaper to the stuffed up side. But the, the I idea. Love that, I love that the club cricketers talking about this. Seemingly from experience, yeah. and I didn't say it this time. <laughs> <laughs> but but the idea is that they're still using something that they've got from that's from, not meant it, to be on the pitch is, and look, trying to like, alter it, the state of the ball. And it doesn't look, matter how they do it, what is, they this do. Is but like off, this, and this, this is, an is an going off topic. Right, yeah. This is an analogy that's probably as bad as your monarch one, but it's a different. Well, that was but, a really good. One. But how's, anyway, how's that perfect, dude? I can't. Anyway. What it ended up doing was it launched this sort of chain reaction. Yeah, it's the whole. The aftermath of it, I think, the was cultural review. I, the I, cultural review. The cultural review. Honestly, think, by the way, I find the cultural review laughable because I yeah. feel like Australia has done much worse than tamper with the ball in their history. Yeah. Um, probably even in that series, the whole the, the sledging that was happening between I mean, David Warner and, and Quentin look, McCork, uh, I thought that was more over the line than this was. I think after a cultural <clears throat> review, if you have somebody like Kerry O'Keefe on commentary still yelling about... But that's different, that's different. No, look, that's a, this is a separate point, but I, I'll yeah. just... I, I'll, I'll tell just you why it's related. Really and I think... I and think I think that's cricket, where the culture of cricket... Culture in Australian cricket went wrong. No, but I think... It's sort I of emblematic the of review, The culture review probably should have included ex-cricketers, administrators, media, all exactly. of that. Exactly. But, but you can't. You can't do yeah. a review of the... the cricket board can't do a review yeah. of the media that it... You know, eighth of first the media is giving them the money. Secondly, the media is yeah, the media is independent. Also, I think before we get into the whole cultural review thing, you should discuss the bans. I think obviously this well, was it's bad. part of that, right? No, no, it's but like the like the the um whatever the length of the ban. I That's think the they, 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 they went overboard the because, like you said, they uh, uh, Australia Association Associate. Their pride is based on a lot of it's based on um their sport cricket. and especially yeah. cricket. Yeah, and I think if they if they just not made this a big deal. They'd ban them for like the regulation ICC ban. One like, match. One match. It'd have blown over. It'd, they made this whole thing about. I feel like they, they, it could have been avoided. And I think Australia, like cricket Australia, fuck, fuck themselves here. But this is the thing, right? Also, it's, the other thing was if you were watching it on television. I mean, that was exciting. It I mean, was I enjoyed so it. surreal. Uh, it was have, 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 wait, hold on. The whole sequence of events from Bancroft actually. Using the sandpaper that being caught on camera. To then, to then, Lehman realizing he's been caught. Walkie talkie, Peter Hanscom. Hanscom then <laughs> running onto the field and telling Smith. And then, when the umpires asked Hanscom where the sandpaper is, to have him actually shove it down his pants on international television. 
And the part is that he it's like when they try admitting to it, he lies about it. It's like no no, I didn't have sandpaper, I had sticky tape. It's like look, what is your point now? You you if you're gonna admit to tampering with the ball, just say you had sandpaper. Why are you covering that up? But I think it wouldn't have been caught if um the South African players hadn't told um, It was the broadcaster though. Yeah, no, but like the home broadcaster. Players told the board. The board told the broadcasters to keep an eye out. So that's how they caught it because they had like. It's weird. Players. It's interesting because um, because the England team came out and said that we felt like something was going on during the Ashes series. Yeah. Um, but that's what these guys had, right? They're their own broadcasters to help them out. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it's a weird thing, man. I think you can easily get away with that sort of thing, and they would have continued doing this if they weren't caught. And it wasn't helping clearly because yeah. they were they, the Australian Australia's bowling was struggling in that attack the entire series really in that match and that series. Yeah. And the, the weirdest thing <coughs> about this whole thing was, I know they were trying to protect the bowlers, but there's no way the bowlers didn't know. It's impossible, right? Like you can't, like on your own, you're going to decide without telling. <laughs> and like, opening like, like, yeah, like Cameron Bancroft, who's like a year old in Test cricket, he's going to decide. Mitchell Stark, who's one of the best bowlers. I'm not going to tell him what I'm about to do to his ball, right? I'm just going to put sandpaper on it. I, I, look, I, I don't want to just sit here and say that all of them knew, but it's just unfathomable that this happened without anyone else knowing. Litany of bad decisions, essentially. By, by the way, I think the cultural review is one of those bad decisions. Because I think if you really want to talk about cultural review, they probably should have gone on with like, they should have focused more on behavior and and attitudes more than... Um, but wasn't that included? It when, was included. Like, Justin Langer came out and said like, Oh, elite honesty. Yeah, that sort of thing where oh, <laughs> oh we won't cross. Oh my them. god, the cultural review brought up elite honesty. Yeah, yeah. Well, so some no, good things did come. What out I find, what I find weird, is I think, I think people Other don't. Other test series win. It's just that I don't think that this Australian team has done any worse in terms of behavior than previous Australian teams. Oh, in like in terms of sledging, I think the only thing that they have done is been more about more like drawing their own lines. In that, you know, when they... When well, they, I mean, there's a huge difference between Michael Clark telling uh, James Anderson that they to get, to get, to get ready, ready for, for a, fucking for broken, a broken fucking arm. Yeah, yeah. But as, com- as compared to Rishabh Pant being called a babysitter. No, no, I'm sure. But, but, you know, you know, I think what I believe... I think Quentin de Kock was being fat shamed or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ima- that's what happened, right? Well, Imagine well, if they saw like Dwayne Leverock too. Oh my god! So, so, anyway, 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 we're moving away from the point. No, but the point is, I think you know, because we're talking about the sandpaper grate and how it how it moved towards the, towards the cultural review. I think a lot of things have just gone under the radar when it comes to the Australian cricket team. Like, um, you know, even the you know the war ponting Clark errors. There was there was pretty bad sledding. Yeah, but the thing is, when you're winning. All this gets like brushed under the carpet. Ponting, no, 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 no. no. Ponting wasn't happens. winning for the last, you know, last two or three years of his career. But he had credit in the bank, dude. In terms of, well, Michael Clark wasn't was. winning. Clark wasn't winning. Clark, Clark, Clark won a few things, so Clark yeah, but happened to come and win a national at the end and, and a world cup. And a world cup. And a world cup. But Which anyway, is a huge deal. anyway, anyway, the point here is that there was a lot of things that were swept under the rug. Forget the rest of the captains. Yeah. What, whoever they were, doesn't matter. Yeah, a lot I'm of not, things. Like, I'm not using my this as an Australian rant. Yeah, exactly. But a, a lot of things were swept under the rug that suddenly came out into the open that people kind of knew about Australian cricket that's, but didn't do anything about that's it. Right, like, like when people were talking about crowd abuse, for example, and, and then Graham Smith is like, yeah, but we always get that when we go to, when we go to Australia. Um, Stuart Broad said it. I always get abuse. Co- I, you know, Kohli flipped off the crowd in, in Melbourne and I'm assuming he did. Co- even if it's Kohli, I'm assuming he didn't do it completely unprovoked. 
people well, been, I mean they did ask him to check to show him to show them nah, his that's this no, I'm I'm Kohli did this in the last trip oh, on the yeah. last trip okay. yeah and um yeah obviously then you you heard that you know show us your visas this was like these are things that have been around in Australian cricket for a long time I think if they really want to do a cultural review they have to go a bit further than our players crossed uh, an imaginary line I think but the, I think the, the major cultural the other thing with that cultural review the major thing that happened was that it sort of broke up the entire hegemony that the corporate structure had on cricket australia the board itself possibly and, and that's what's changed a lot of things now with the addition of more ex players coming in and things like that and sort of taking cricket back from becoming a corporatized even the tv deal has come through a corporatized kind of idea to taking it back to big, making it the people's game i mean yeah and that's not, what they it, what, it won't <laughs> happen that's what they intend to do that's not going to that's not going to get the board and the already had loggerheads over the over a period dispute for a good year exactly so it was so, just it's just been a lot of bad blood that's kind of blown over and boiled yeah. over and then exploded in one, so, yeah, one but, fell swoop basically yeah yeah but i think what what's your opinion on the bans the um, length of the ban at least look david warner truly deserved the ban for coming up with the idea no no but like a year long ban yeah i think it's excessive Yes, I think it's really I think I think it's excessive. I think it's, it's I think it's no, like no. a weird I, I think let me let, again you guys are not let me finish it. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> you didn't start. Bro. I started. You, yeah, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> I started. Anyway, uh, my point is the only one who's actually deserving of the ban is David Warner. I don't think Smith deserves it and I don't think Bancroft deserves it. I think I think well, I think all of them deserve their one game bans that they would have gotten yeah. from ICC. They would have gotten those from the ICC yeah. anyway, which is fine. The year long bans for for Smith and War- and Warner, I think, is a little excessive. Yeah. War- even for Warner, and for and Warner to drop. No, I think where it comes from here is for Warner to put the entire responsibility of that on a younger teammate is appalling. But, But that's not what somebody in a leadership group leadership group yeah. should do. And now they have two vice captains because of that. One of whom doesn't play. One. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't wasn't the reason Warner gave it to Bancroft was because someone had told him that now they're looking out for you now. It was after the players told the broadcasters, and they're like the eyes are in you. So he told Bancroft to do it instead of him. Yeah, I mean Warner was under the gun anyway. So yeah. I think. And, and look, Warner but, was under the gun through his own fault. Now. the the whole sort of media campaign that uh, smith and bancroft have gone on have been uh, it's been disturbing for me in yeah. a way smith especially co- you know coming up with his ads right um, <laughs> right while the melbourne while the boxing day test which is the biggest cricketing occasion in australia's year and for smith to sort of take a take attention away from that i think is is a shit move cameron bancroft is like you know people are going to judge me for are going to judge you for being a cheat and you just have to forgive them for it i'm like look no we have to forgive you and you don't have to forgive us for calling you a cheat because you cheated and and also more importantly he did not take full responsibility for it because he's like i didn't know better it's like he's yeah. 25 dude he's 25 he knows he's not he's like, not he can't even like pull up mohammed amir here and say like i'm an yeah. 18 17 year old kid with I mean, my yeah. with my captain telling me to do things like As, yeah and there's <laughs> a huge difference between the amir situation where this guy was from like a poor background yeah, yeah. exactly this guy's probably educated like yeah bankroft knows what he's doing yeah. is wrong um and getting hague actually wrote an article i didn't read it great site but he was defending warner and he said warner's silence actually benefits him here i completely agree i completely because he's i think this is a pr nightmare for smith and bankroft i think we uh, yeah and i think they realized that 
But I think the end game out of all this is the thing is. Look, the problem is nothing matters, right? Because at the end of the day, everyone apart from Bancroft, we all die anyway. So like, nothing matters. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from Bancroft, Smith and Warner are walking back in the side the moment they're available. Exactly. I think Tim Payne said that as well. He's like, it'd be nice to have them back. Yeah. I mean, look, just by batting quality, Smith, I think you would say is the best 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 batsman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Best test batsman around, Mm -hmm. or like him and him or Kohli, you know, but. So he's walking back into the side. Warner's back walking back into the side. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, and they're both they're both going to be back in time for the World Cup, um, which you know and changes yeah. the complexion yeah. of the team. Yeah. There. So I mean, final opinions. Final opinions. I just feel like this has been a lot of like hullabaloo with very little actual change. I think the one good change that could happen is I do think Tim Kane, Tim Payne should remember remain as Test captain even when Smith and Warner come back. Yeah, I mean it would be disgraceful after they've taken like the moral <laughs> high ground. To give Smith the captaincy back again yeah. as soon as he comes I back. I don't think side. Smith will get it, and Warner's been banned from all leadership positions anyway, so he's not going to get it back. Yeah. So and I wonder what it does for the team. I mean, I don't think there's much. I think in the short anyway. term we can see that they're struggling, but yeah. longer term when no, they come back. But I'm, chemistry. I'm talking about. But, like, okay, imagine, Smith, but Smith has been training with the team, um, and they've Smith all been is fine. But like apparently, didn't he? You it know, seems like Warner kind of yeah. is You know, after it happened, he was like, they took photos of him like sitting on a table alone. Because apparently no one wanted to be with him. Um, so he was just like, he was an outcast at that yeah. point. But anyways, yeah. it'll be interesting so the, to yeah, see. Reintegration is going to be difficult. Yeah. yeah. We might have a Kevin Peterson, Andrew Strauss in this mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's the segment on uh, the three most, well, our three, three most, biggest, three biggest stories of the year. Two from Australia, one from South Africa, none from India. Who knew? Right, from the biggest stories to the best players, we're picking, very quickly picking our tests and ODI teams of, of the year. We don't have a T20 team because I'm Michael Holding and I don't believe T20 cricket is cricket. Yeah, uh, that. Um, so right, straight into it, test team of the year first off. Uh, openers were pretty much sorted on, I think. They're like, unanimous decision here yeah. of uh, Dinesh uh, Karuna Ratne and... It's Dimuth Karuna. Dimuth Karuna, Karuna. sorry. I, I, we were Respected <laughs> journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to pick Dinesh Karthik. Yeah, <laughs> I got like Dinesh, a Freudian slip. I huh? got Dinesh Karthik stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, Dimuth Karuna, Karuna blah, fuck. Karuna Ratne and uh, Tom Latham. Why would you name your kids Dinesh? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you name your kids Dimuth? Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Karuna Ratne and Latham. So just a quick... You were at... Statsman, you want to tell us yeah. tell us the stats for these um, two, right? I think that Karuna Ratne, I mean, while he makes it in our test team of the year, compared to past seasons mm-hmm. of our openers, he's only averaged 46. And he scored, what, 743 runs this year uh, in 17 innings. But the the best opener by far has been Tom Latham. Yeah. He's 264 last 264 week. carrying the bat, which is now the That's highest score. Highest score by while, anyone carrying the bat. Yeah, while carrying yeah. the bat. So, um, good on him. Two centuries... Averaging almost 60. So, I think he walks into this side. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Hands down. And um, we don't even have any honourable mentions. Yeah. There's I no don't one think has been. I don't think there's any no other opener. Been well, I mean, there was Shikhar Dhawan. Mughli Vijay. Parthiv Patel. Bro, it's like quick, quick 13 did, out of I knew he'd mention Parthiv Patel. <laughs> in South Africa. Prithvi Shaw should be in this team. Prithvi Shaw. Yeah. I mean, he should have been in. in should have been in. Well. <laughs> if, if he It's unfortunate. If he Mayank Agarwal looked no. brilliant in that one game. One. <laughs> Never mind. David Warner? Ooh. <laughs> Alistair Cook. Right. He's been knighted too. No. Yes. Sir Alistair. Sir Alistair. Uh, no. The right. openers are those two. Latham and Corona There's really no contest. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Number three also pretty much no contest. I mean, Pujara had a good year, but 
So and so did Crystal Mendes, but this goes to Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson has been absolutely brilliant all year round in Test cricket. The most fluent cricketer I've seen in a long, long time. And he scored runs everywhere. Scored mm-hmm. runs in Abu Dhabi. Scored runs in New Zealand against England. Scored runs in New Zealand against yeah. Sri Lanka. And that's pretty much all the Test cricket they played this year. Yeah, and two games <laughs> and led New Zealand to a series win in in, 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 uh, in Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Well, against Pakistan away from home for the yeah. first time in what is it? Forty years. Forty years. Forty years. Forty years. Yeah, I think Pujara had some like crucial innings, but, but overall, Williamson uh, like, was so consistent and. Again, so averaging fourth, 60. Yeah. Pujara, does, Pujara, weirdly enough, averages only 38 this year. Yeah, Pujara's the fourth highest run scorer uh, this year. In all, yeah. Amongst all the, but that's just because of the volume of tests he's played. Yeah. They've played exactly double the amount of cricket that New Zealand has. Yeah. Um, at number four, uh, Shikhar Dhawan. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Uh, uh Rishabh Pant. Uh, no, of course not. We all know who our number four is. Come on, guys. The one and only. The Virat one and only. Best yeah. batsman in world cricket. Oh, Steve Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Virat Kohli. No, it's Virat Kohli. Yeah, there's not much we can say about him. Third time, he scored two, more than 2,500 runs. Like, in yeah, both formats. Yeah, yeah. Both, just, all formats. Not just refresh us as to how much he's got in tests this year. 1,322. Uh, yeah, with an average of 55. And five centuries. Could have been six. Could have been six. Uh, if he didn't get out of that stupid. Could have even been seven. I think he got out in the 90s once as well. 97 against England. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. he scored 9,703. So, could have been seven. That would have been, been actually... You'd have scored the most centuries other than... Um, no, you'd have scored the most centuries overall. Sachin's highest with 12 in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Virat scored like 11 three times. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So, that he could have, some, yeah, he could have gone 13. Some, that's some serious, serious form. Okay. There's one player that we have absolutely... No um, debate over, which is Henry Nichols, who comes in as my number five and I think number six on one yeah, of the my, other Yeah, my, my number six. Um, but yeah, definitely there in, in the in the batting lineup. And Henry Nichols has, been, has had a great, great year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for our statsman to just like back me up on this one. But since he's not, he's averaging yeah. over 70 for the year. Yeah, 70, 73. <clears throat> um, and he's got the exact am- same amount of runs as uh, Tom Latham. So six hundred and fifty-eight. Scored three centuries, three fifties. Got out and ducked twice, but I don't think that's important for this. Unless he's promoting yeah. Anushka Sharma's film. Yeah, <laughs> clearly he's friends with Kohli. Um, but yeah, Henry Nichols clearly walks into yeah. this team as well. But why? Who? Why have you picked Babarazan? I mean, he averages fifty-six, and he's I, in the top fifteen top scorers in a year. But why Babarazan? I generally just think he's had a good year. Like he's. Played some really crucial innings. Um, you know, the, just the number of runs he scored is is a convincing argument. Look, I was also looking at this. I think my team con- composition is different from SP's because he's yeah. he's gone an all rounder. I've, I've, I've gone six batsmen, one wicketkeeper, four four bowlers. Fair, fair, fair. I so, think we should have started with that. Yeah. But so what? Because we have we have to have one team. <clears throat> what are we going for then? I think we do need the all rounder. I think the yeah. I mean, also we'll let, considering we'll let, we'll let you be the judge here. Yeah. Considering how good the all rounder has been, I think we've we've got to go for Jason Holder. Yeah, because uh, he's got average twelve runs with the ball, with the ball and I think fifty or something with um, was about 35 with thirty-seven with the bat. Really? But he bat, look. He, also he was thirty-seven. At, thirty-seven. He bats, bats at like number eight. So yeah, yeah, but you ally that to the number of wickets that the guy's been taking yeah. this year, yeah. and he and where into this in India as well. He got a five wicket haul and fifteen the same innings. Yeah, and remember that crazy series against Sri Lanka in in the West Indies where they they had 
green wickets and he was an absolute night a terrible yeah. face but yeah. up seven innings as well and scored runs scored nice. runs all over so yeah he walks into this team I don't think there's any debate about Jason Holder's point yeah. I don't know why he would pick Barbara Azam over yeah. but it was a team composition team composition and, sorry I guess yeah yeah. <clears throat> and then then our wicketkeeper which is so where I, we differed yeah. at least Sid differed yeah I went with I know Josh Butler hasn't kept in tests this year but he is a wicketkeeper yeah I mean it's just that England had this weird thing of giving best, so the, the gloves. Um, yeah. Maybe best. Even when they gave, they, even when best, on, even when one minute, even in Sri Lanka, even they when pay, no, then they picked a pure keeper. That's fine, and Ben Fox just happened to also then score a century. But so that that's a separate argument altogether. But I think, look, honestly, if I had to what? choose between Besto and, and Butler, the no, team, no, but, I would always pay. No, pay but that's not. That's the point being that I pick Butler as my keeper because he can keep, is a, is genuinely a keeper, just happens to not be picked by his team as a keeper, yeah. which is weird. And Sid picked Punt. Well, I think I'm going here this way because Rishabh Punt, as, as little as he's played this year, has the most catches taken by, the second most catches and stumpings. So little, yeah. by the way. He's now played eight tests this year. Three eight in tests. England, two yeah. against West Indies, you know, Fair three enough. in... <laughs> three in Australia. So, so eight, okay, eight tests in the year. Fourteen, yeah, eight tests, fourteen innings. Fourteen innings. Yeah. Most catches and uh, most dismissals by a wicketkeeper other than Quentin De yeah. and most runs for anybody who's kept this year. Josh Butler has not kept, so I don't know why he would come into your team of the year as a wicketkeeper. I can understand because, if this because, is because because of what because he brings he as a, a batsman. And he's but I know capable. he is a wicketkeeper, but he's not been the best wicketkeeper this year. We're picking the best people this year. Yeah, but we're picking the best possible team we can pick this year. No, I think we're picking... No. Possible, wait, no, now, best are we picking the best possible team best, or are we picking the best team this year? No, no, no. Best possible team but based on the performances year. this year. Yeah. So, and knowing that he can keep. And we know he's kept in ODIs. And because he scored, he scored 760 runs in an average of 45... When people were questioning his place in the side, he's he's done well with the tail, right? Yeah. And he scored at like a ridiculous strike rate of no, seventy. I'm, not, I'm look, he's look. So I think you would agree that he's a better I'm, batsman than Punt. I'm sure. not questioning. And your your logic of Punt, my logic is the Punt, Your logic of Punt is that Butler hasn't kept, which he's is I, look. I, it's it's a, it's like we're arguing on two different lines here because you know I, you're right. He hasn't kept, but I'm also right. He's definitely a better batsman. No, I'm not denying that. But what are you picking, wicketkeeper or a batsman this year? But look, the spot is for the wicketkeeper, isn't it? Yeah, but the the point is that we know he's just as good a keeper. Is he? I think he is. I don't think. I, I mean, considering that he kept only two tests, both when Bairstow was injured and both when Ben Fox weren't playing. Yeah, but that, that no, wait, that is telling you something that they're not particularly certain about his wicketkeeper. But it doesn't it doesn't say anything about his ability compared to Pant, first of all, and there's. With, no, with but that, it's, like it's not about his ability, it's the end result, isn't it? I understand, but the point here being is that Pont, I mentioned this earlier as well, like catches taken, I don't think is uh, it's, a good good uh, indicator of how good a wicketkeeper yeah, he is. Yeah, just the number of catches you've taken. Because some, a lot of, your, a lot of yeah, catches is like straight, a wicketkeeper has like to take a fairly straight easy. to you. No, I don't, I'm not doubting that. It's just, if he's there, if he's setting records, you know. He's yeah, good. but the, I mean, I'll, I'll give the bowlers the credit for that. He just, I mean, I would... It's a look. At this point, I, I think thing. I can say I would catch that after my incredible catch. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm being outvoted on this one. Yeah, yeah I, think I, think, I think Butler gets it. So, Butler. Let's move on to the bowlers quickly because it's so we've got almost nine six, years. Butler at seven. Yeah. Right? Or... You've got Butler, Butler at seven. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Fine. Fine. And we've got, the, yeah. we've got the bowlers. Yeah, um, Let, let's just... You know? Before we go on to the spinner, let's just... We know we've got the same quicks. 
We, and then there's much discussion. Well, we've both got Boomer. That he Boomer has to be on it. Boomer yeah. has just to be Boomer is a no-brainer. I mean, 48 wickets at an average of 20. That's that's absurd. Yeah. yeah, and that's in his debut year. Yeah, exactly. Average 21 and an economy rate which is much lower than any of the top five. Yeah, 2.65. And and as you said, he only made his debut in January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, incredible. I think him then Rabada. Obviously. Look, I, I definitely want Rabada in. I'm not sure SP was... No, SP I was debate, SP was debating... I was debating yeah. between Rabada and uh, Shannon. Shannon Gabriel. Because Shannon Gabriel has had an unbelievable year as well. I think he's picked up 37 wickets at 19. Yeah, 19.54. But Rabada has picked up 52 at 20. Well, so I ended up... Going, I had a, There was a bit of a debate. So honourable mm. mention to Shannon Gabriel. But I think Rabada makes the cut over. Yeah, he yeah. also had... A three point eight economy rate, which is a which is high for Test cricket compared to Rabada's, which was around three point ten. So I guess like for more wickets, same average, similar average, but Rabada's picked up uh, a a larger number of wickets, and also against uh, against uh, more quality opposition as well. Although to be fair, I mean Gabriel had to you know bowl a match in Bangladesh, which is never easy. Had to bowl two matches in India for a fast bowler is not easy in forty degree heat, yeah, less. But he also picked up a lot of his wickets against Sri Lanka. We got eight, eight in yeah, innings yeah. and things like that. So uh, that kind of weighed against him a little bit because if you have similar numbers, then you're always going to go to the team, the guy that's getting high More, quality batsmen yeah. out. Yeah. So Rabada, I think, will make the cut for that. So Mohammad Abbas was also a United absolutely yeah, yeah. brainer. I think he's been possibly the best bowler in Test match cricket this year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a ridiculous. It's like I think it's, a, it's, it's the best three, and, yeah. and I think it's a like you're splitting hairs between Rabada, Abbas, and, and yeah. Bumrah. Yeah, Rabada yeah. genuinely has got like a Rashid Khan average against like associate teams, thirteen. That's unbelievable. Yeah, thirteen you mean, in you mean Abbas does. Yeah, Abbas. Yeah, yeah. What did yeah, I say? Yeah. Rabada. No, Rabada. I said Abbas. Yeah, yeah, thirteen in Test cricket. It's crazy. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's fabulous. Honorable mentions for fast bowlers though. Shannon Gabriel's one. Shannon Gabriel is one. Mama Shami, Shami and Ishan Sharma. Yeah, Ishan Sharma. Two. Pat Cummins. And Pat Cummins, yes. Average is 20. Amazing. 20 in 44 wickets. He's not be- much far behind uh, Bumrah and, and Shami. And you know, I'm going to launch into a bit of a mid-innings uh, celebration because James Clouderson hasn't made the team. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, but, I mean, Anderson yeah. didn't have the greatest of years. But he hasn't had a bad year, has he? I mean, his average is 22 and he's got like, what, 43 40 wickets. wickets. Yeah. So he's had a very but good no, year. I'm sorry, he couldn't get Virat Kohli out. So and he definitely. barely played in, barely bowled in Sri Lanka. So he, he couldn't get Kohli out. I think that. I bet good. that like raised his average by a few runs because mm-hmm. he had like a bad bad few games. Okay, right? let's move on to the last spot in this side. The spinner. The spinner. Let's let's before you guys because you both have picked different spinners. Just explain why you've picked yours. Oh, why you picked up? Well, I, I initially went for Nathan Lyon, but I think I'm going to have to change to Yasser Shah because I think he was brilliant. In which, in which case, we haven't picked different spinners. <laughs> <laughs> that that saves us a lot of time. It's but, weird because yeah. we were discussing this earlier in the month, and somehow both of us came to the conclusion that it should be Mehdi Miraz, Mehdi Hassan of all people. Yeah, and, and then and then suddenly now yeah. we've been made to put this on paper. We're like, no, Yasser Shah. An honorable mention, Ravi Jadeja, who's picked up 25, 25 wickets in five tests. In five tests. Yeah. I know two of those were in India, but that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, Dilran Pereira uh, had a good year. Um, again, most of those games at home, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Taichul uh, Islam. Yeah, but again. He's, yeah, yeah, in Bangladesh. Average is 23, which is good for a Bangladeshi bowler. But again, those I think three yeah. tests of those were against yeah. Bangladesh. So. Um, 
But yeah, no, Nathan Lyon and, and Yasser Shah were the two standouts. Honorable mentions. But the thing is, when you, I think Ashwin gets an honorable mention. And well. Ashwin as well. But yeah. when you look at the stats between, um, what's his name? Yasser, uh, and, Yasser Lyon. and Lyon. It's actually, I, I think Yasser wins that hands down. Yeah, Lyon's average is super 34. High. 34. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But he has, he has picked up a lot of wickets. A lot of wickets, that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, when you're comparing it to Pakistan, I think it's just he's played way more matches, right? Yeah. And yeah, I think Yasser's four more sort of, matches. Yeah. Okay, so that's our test team then. Latham, yeah. Karuna Ratna, Kane Williamson, Virat Kohli, Henry Nichols, Jason Holder, Josh Butler, Kagiso Rabada, Jaspreet Bumrah, Mohamed Abbas, and Yasser Shah. Yeah. Probably have Bumrah at 11. Yeah, yeah you probably switch <laughs> Yasser Shah and Bumrah, but I think yeah. other than that is pretty And much. Butler with Holder. And Butler with Holder. But that's alright, you're splitting hairs there. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to the ODI team of the year. Um, again, we're not picking a T20 team because I don't deem the format worthy we, enough. We all know it, bro. We all Please know. Please move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, openers. Uh, I've gone for Rohit Sharma and Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, I agree with um, I agree with the Sharma pick. I had Shea Hope as my opener. Okay, fair enough. Why Why not Tavan? Because he's performed just as well as... Uh, uh, Pesto for me has bit, been a bit better than Davan. I know Davan's got a slightly higher average, but uh, Pesto's got more runs. Yeah, but he's also played uh, three more games. And Hope, he's, he's Hope only has a better average than, than Davan. Much better. I have picked Hope. You put, he's yeah, picked no, Hope no, at three. I, I, I picked Hope as an opener. But, okay. I'll, I'll go for... I'll go for you're saying you picked be- Tavan over Bairstow. See, I haven't picked yeah. Bairstow at all. So. Okay, fair enough. <coughs> so, what, what are we Bairstow's, going for? I'm going for well, no, no, no. We all have three different options. Look, so I got Ro- we all agree with are we, Rohit. Are we allowed to switch positions? Like, move? I mean, he's done, he's done that with Shai So, Hope, now, so. Now, look, the argument here is, are we playing... Because Shai Hope has batted most of the most of his uh, one-day things this year. Most of his one-day games, he's batted either three or four. No, he's yeah. batted as open as well. Only in a few games. No, against India, he was he was opening. He was playing number three. He was opening. Chandrapal, Hemraj. Oh, and, you're right. You're right. You're right. And, uh, fair, 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 Kiran fair, Powell were batting fair, as the opener. Yeah. Fair, he was batting three. Yeah. Fair. So, so what? What's? So I, I don't think, think we're. I don't so think, I think we switching. can disqualify hope from this. Yeah. And we can argue over best over and. I love that. Like we brought Dhawan back and Dhawan best. I didn't so. have I didn't have best on my team at all because I had Butler as my wicketkeeper. Coming down later. And in any case, Besto doesn't keep in ODIs. Um, That's my point. Yeah. Now, my point is, Chai Hope hasn't opened. Okay, so let's... Like, yeah, so let's... He is, we're going back to... He is an opener. Yeah, but... He hasn't opened. Just like Butler is not a an opener. He's never opened. He's never opened this year. He is an opener though, by default. No. He's not an opener. He, doesn't he open in first-class cricket? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Not in first-class cricket. Okay, fair. So, fair. Shai Hope as an opener doesn't hold Okay, okay. Yeah, Let, let's just... Yeah. Dhawan uh, or Besto. Because Dhawan beats Besto on pretty much every uh, metric. Other than run scored, but he's also played three games less. Got a higher average, got a higher strike rate. One less hundred scored, but... Besto tortured Australia, that's why he wins. <laughs> I guess if it... Yeah, this whole thing is pointless anyway. So, yeah. because, like, these are arbitrary... <laughs> But if it not, look, decisions. If, hang on. If if the point is between Besto and Dhawan, I go Dhawan. I'd, you know why? Because I was thinking Rohit Sharma and Dhawan because they're like they, play they, they are also the best opening. Yeah, partnership. Are we going yeah. with that? Yeah. Let's not even waste time on Kohli. Yeah. Let's let's really not. I'll just say he's got a hundred and thirty-three. Like his average is hundred and thirty-three. Not said. Six centuries. Not said. Two hundred runs scored more than the second highest. Um, Which is Rohit Sharma just for yeah. 
Fair enough. So those yeah. are two cool three. three. Top three, yeah. 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 yeah, top three in India. Yeah. Top, so top three in India. Alright. She hope it for. She hope it for. That's the unanimous one, pretty much. I guess so. I guess so because he can go for Joe Root. I got Joe Root at five. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is like a we're opening a Pandora's box. I, I mean, I also have Joe Root in my team, but I. Because the middle order yeah. spots are pretty much interchangeable. Uh, you know what? Let's just do it because I want to. So uh, hang on. So you've got. So, you've got <laughs> so wait. Kohli at three. She hope at four. Yeah. Alright. Joe Root at five. Yeah. Average of fifty nine. Alright. Yeah. Fine. Sure. Josh Butler is my goalkeeper. Yeah. But he. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's captain only. Yeah, has he? That's what I was. Um, all rounders. I've picked Chucky. But I believe you have. Oh, I mean, you picked Ross Taylor. I had picked Ross Taylor. I was just going there. Uh, and Ross Taylor's numbers, by the way, this year are insane. As an I mean, they're, they're okay. He averaged forty-two. He had that one insane game. I think that deserves a shout out. One eighty-one not out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, dragged them to victory. But other than that, dude, what are you saying? What am I saying? Ross Taylor's average this year is ninety-one. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong Taylor. Brendan Taylor. My bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ross Taylor. <laughs> <he> <laughs> But, no, no, genuinely, because I, I didn't expect another Taylor there. Yeah, Ross Taylor's got an average of 91. That's like, that's why oh, you're that's crazy. Yeah. That's why um, you're picking. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, who does he displace out of this? He won't... Does he, he, he won't... I don't think he displaces... <coughs> I, get Joe Root out. Joe Root? Just, just so, well, look, for this I had year. My, so, look, my... I didn't have Dhawan in my team. So, because I had Shea Hope open. So, that, that's what changes for my team. Because my 2, 3, 4, 5 are Hope, Root... Kohli Taylor. Um, now that's Dhoni. Now Dhoni, sorry. Dhawan at two. One of them has to. Yeah, let's just make a quick decision, boys. No one's. Are you look? If I'm swapping anybody, I'm swapping Root for Taylor. Yeah, same. I'm. Taylor. Uh, I guess. I guess. Shea Hope has got uh, a striker of seventy-four, though. I guess he also had to play slowly. He has to play some yeah. anchoring innings. Yeah, so I understand, but yeah, but okay. Let's just let's just. I mean, that. in a team of strugglers, he's been yeah. the. The shining star. Well, the only hope, actually. I was going to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling like... No, 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 no. Let's continue. Let's move on. Let's move uh, on. All-rounders. I've gone for Shakibal Hassan. And I went for Tisara Pereira. Just because I think Tisara Pereira is a really hopeless figure. <laughs> and Shakib's actually quality. Other than his temperature. Um, look, Pereira's got a, like, not much worse average, right? 34 to 38 compared yeah. to Shakib. Um, I think, you know, better bowling average, if I believe, or similar, similar bowling Somewhere average. similar. But, but a better is, strike rate. Yeah. Yeah, but he scored 80 runs less, having played more games. So. I but, think he's an all-rounder. He's, uh, he's, not, he's not in big games. And, you know, if I had to pick between two very similar-looking all-round players, I'd probably go for... Mm. Pereira's got a bowling average of 20. He's a, he's a much better bowler. Shakib's got an average of 26, which is not bad. And he's only picked like four wickets less. But, it, yeah, it, but this Pereira, just comes down to personal preferences. I know Shakib on the quality of players. But, but, but you can't... is 30 runs better. But you also have, we can't judge players on their pass because it's a year-end performance review. The other thing is Sri Lanka haven't had a great year in ODIs. Yeah, but... Where Bangladesh have. I mean, Sri Lanka haven't had a great year in tests either. We picked the, them as their opener as the, our opener. Because like, Corona has had a fabulous year. Yeah, so I mean, but clearly you can rise above the struggles of your team. Agreed. Look, I Pereira's got a similar average as a batsman. Okay, similar average, let, much better strike rate, much better bowling average. Let's leave it to the good. 
I'd go I'd go for Pereira because I think wickets sometimes matter more than runs. And and he was he, he was a uh, better bowler. Better wicket taker. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So so Pereira's an all rounder. I think our two spinners are quite unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. Not even uh, yeah. Yeah, and the two quicks are unanimous. Which are? Ingidi and Boomra. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Rashid so, Khan, just by the way, like for, they average 14 and 17, the two spinners. Yeah, Rashid right. 14, Kuldeep 17. Honorable <laughs> mention and, here, Mujibur uh, Rahman. And yeah. Yuzi. 20. And Yuzi. And Adil Rashid. And Chahal. Chahal's averaging 26, but he's just been good. Can, a good part of the year. I think there needs to be, I know Rashid wouldn't get this side, Adil, but 42 wickets in, is, is a good return. That's yeah. a very good return, yeah. yeah. At an average of 27. He's also played he more w- matches than Yeah, no, else. but but he's, he's contributed. I mean, to still take that many wickets. Yeah, is and impressive. to be fair, he's also bowling in England, which is a little harder than what yeah. Rashid Khan has had to deal yeah. with. I think, yeah, I think going forward, he'll be he'll be one of England's key players in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, easily. One day, like, yeah. limited overs, there's no doubt. Yeah. Right. And so, that's... Uh, yeah. Someone want to list it? Uh, team, I'll just run through it quickly again. There's Rohit Sharma. Shikhar Dhawan, Virat Kohli at 3, Shehob 4, Ross Taylor 5, Joss Butler 6, Tisara Pereira is your all-rounder at 7, and then the four bowlers, Rashid Khan, Kuldeep Yadav, Lungyen Giri, and Jaspreet Bumrah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. But yeah, that, that's our, those are our ODI and test teams of the year. Um, I think very quickly, like one line each, a, a, one 2019 prediction from each from everyone. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be the World Cup. It can just be any yeah. random cricketing prediction. India are going to win their first series in Australia ever. That's the lamest one. That's in the coming week. All no, right. they're going to win it. They're not losing that Sydney Test match. Okay, fine. He's, he's going all out there. There, there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, Muli, which is still in and around the Indian side, will not sleep with any of his uh, <laughs> colleagues' wives. <laughs> Oh my lord! <laughs> wow! Wow! So that was a bombshell. Do we have another one to end? Um, uh, a more cricket related one. Yeah, a more cricket related, related one. one. Yeah, one of uh, Prithvi Shaw or oh, yeah, or Shubman Gill is going to make an ODI debut and an ODI and a century in one format. This I, international I, century. How I don't think Prithvi Shaw. We can't get him in place of Rohit or Dhawan. Well, we can rest. You know, they can when they're resting. I don't think they'll rest now. With the ODI so close. I don't think they'll... The World Cup is in June, man. Yeah, but... We're... I mean, and, and MSA Prasad has already yeah. said that his uh, 20, he's selected in his head. But clearly... No, no, I'm not picking them for of the course, World Cup. Of course, of course. Thank you for your opinion. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> next year. <laughs>